Hello and welcome to the Get Around It podcast. I'm Ben Gray and alongside me, as they always are, we have Zach Mankin and Tim Pereira. Today, we're breaking out the trade machine for the NBA and we're looking at the NBA All-Star starters. But first, in the NFL, actually, you know what? I'm going to address the, the elephant in the room. Uh, we skipped a week. Um, we skipped a week. Ben, had ben some... whose fault was that? Uh, I didn't want to say it, but there um, but t- there is a man there, there is a man and it rhymes with back sacking. Um that would does back not back literally doesn't. Back sankin uh hates making a podcast, didn't want to do it last week, and so we missed out on having to do it. Uh how do you feel about that, Mankin? Do you um, agree with, with that statement? Well back sankin doesn't feel great about it, to be honest. <laughs> Look. I think it was a, it was a sign, just a week it refresh. It's this yeah, is like the new beginning. Is. This is the new frontier, it is. Um, for the podcast. So I think it's uh, consider it a fortune. I think it's a good thing. Um, um, I like the optimism. I like the glass half full kind of vibe. But last week was a great episode, and it was a great episode. And, and the viewers now don't have the opportunity to engage with us at all. They at miss all. out completely. So on I think all the content. I think a punishment is needed. I thought you had one in mind. I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> look, look, Ben, you have been at the, I guess, you've been at the mercy of Mankin when it comes to slap bets. Oh my God. Bro, I'm not, he's Dude. not going to slap me in the face. Oh my God. Oh no. my God. I'm not going to get slapped for <laughs> stuffing up last week's episode. I think we can I, all agree. I bloody, I bloody think so. It took I us think, minutes, I think, it took I us think like the committee would minutes. agree. I think it the committee took us would agree as 47 well. Forty-seven minutes today to fix that was your fault. Pod- that was your fault. Oh, that was, excuse me, that was your fault at the very start, and then it transitioned over to me. But we've got it to the people because guess what? I wanted to last week. Maybe you didn't. You didn't want it at all. You didn't even. You, we recorded it. You waited until after recording to tell us. I don't actually want to upload this. And, and then not, not corrupted no, all our files. You know what? There was no no sign of regret. You, you almost were cheerful about it, El Ben. Yes, you've got a question. <laughs> i got a question. Um, Mankin, do you just want to stop making the podcast? Is that what that this is? Uh, is, it consider people, it... is it because people are saying that you're the weak link? Um, well, it's hard. It's easy to be a weak link whether it's with you two, but can you please stop putting <laughs> Skype emojis in my face <laughs> as I try and explain this? I, I make, I'll make a formal apology for having crap software and internet in my house mm. for last week yes. but we're back better uh-huh. and stronger because of it think of all yes, the behind the scenes efforts we've now done and how much stronger we are because of the mishaps of last week so it stop is. being so are... stop being so damn negative tim and start to see the positives damn, wah, wah. someone doesn't like being made fun of oh golly. my goodness golly i've do got not, to so hard do not make making <laughs> the butt of the joke do oh, not make him the butt of the damn joke all right so we got that out of the way. Got the awkward, awkward introduction out of the way. But we're gonna move. We're gonna move into the NFL, and there's been a lot of movement. We were, we would have talked about it probably last week, but obviously Mankin didn't want it. But this week, <laughs> we've had. There has been a lot of quarterback movement in the NFL already. Um, pl- players like Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, and the ever awful Carson Wentz. Um, Tim, of those three quarterbacks that have already moved, mm-hmm. who are you most optimistic about? Optimistic? I mean, look, you got to optimistic. You, you got to, you definitely got to, you got to pick Stafford in that situation, don't you? Yeah. 
I think him going to that team, they could be going to the Super Bowl or at least contending to go deep in the playoffs. They've got the first defense in the league. They've got the number one defense. Great offensive line. Whitworth is one of the best of all time in terms of being a tackle. Got a young running back. Extremely, extremely underrated and productive wide receivers. And that t- this team should be the favorite to win the NFC West. And potentially, pretty he, weak. Has, he, has yeah, shown, he has shown that he has as much talent as previous MVPs. With his arm strength, accuracy. And look, he's, he's a massive upgrade from Jared Goff. And if Jared can bring that team to the, uh, the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, I think Matt Stafford has a better chance of actually taking a Super Bowl home to LA. So where would you like? Where would you have the Rams now compared to what they were with Goff because of Stafford now being there for next year? Like power rankings, NFC, are the Rams like your front runner, or are they in the mix at the top? Well, they'd have to be second because the Cardinals are also in that division. It's a good point. Um, so let's as much quickly. As, I'll just thought I'd, I'd put it in there for no, you. So you as much as tweet tweet missing that. See, <laughs> I actually had a different uh, different take there. The Cardinals weren't in my mix. Um, it was the Chicago Bears. To win the NFC West? <laughs> to, to, they're they're going to be that good. They're going to win all the divisions in the Oh, NFL. yes, 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 yes. Uh, but in terms of the NFC West, I had I actually had the 49ers. Mm. Then I had – I the only reason why I did is because that team is stacked. Uh, then I had – I actually had, funnily enough – the Seahawks, just because I had a little oh bias. You're a damn homer. Uh, and <laughs> then I had the Rams. So now it's, it's of course, Rams 1, the 49ers 2, and then we'll decide who's 3 later. We'll just I call it the rest. Three. We'll call it the rest. Uh, we don't have to go oh there today. God. We don't have to go there today. Well, if Tim's going to uh, cover um, Matt Stafford, I'll go through Jared Goff because... I'm actually starting to get a little bit more bullish about it every time I think about it. Oh my God, why? Not for Jared Goff. Jared Goff's going to Detroit, (laughs) so there's nothing in it for him. But regarding the trade, if you're from Detroit's perspective, Jared Goff is going to have a huge chip on his shoulder next year. He has everything to prove. He's got heaps of motivation. Um, If you look at what he did with the Rams, he was a good quarterback. Maybe it was brief, but it was. He had 28 touchdowns, 7 interceptions in 2017. And the Super Bowl year, 32 touchdowns. 12 interceptions, and obviously a Super Bowl run. So it's in him. I think if we look at, um, for the Detroit's perspective, the money's not guaranteed. So if he's not good at the end of the year, they can just cut him. But the upside is that you've got a a quarterback for only 25 mil a year for the next four years who's shown he can be a very good quarterback. And I just think having a quarterback at a discounted price is huge because we've seen what happens when teams give these big contracts. Have a look at Russell Wilson. Huge contract, can't build Man, a team around already, him. Already, because there's forty, there's forty million tied up in one person. So I just think if Goff can be a above average game manager, that's twenty five million a year for a quarterback. I'm telling you, that is, I think that's good for Detroit. Um, and then I think it's so. Be are you saying that you don't think that for Detroit, Jared Goff is a bridge quarterback? I think a worst case scenario is a bridge quarterback, but at least the upside's there. Where you're not going to lose anything if he sucks. That's my point. Okay. So okay. you could get you could find out he's an above average game manager for twenty five mil a year. That's uh teams teams have won Super Bowls with that. I'm not saying the Detroit Lions are gonna win a Super Bowl the next four years. Detroit I'm Lions saying, are not gonna win the Super Bowl. Yeah, gonna win two. But <laughs> I think I just think for what they I think it's good. And they got Stafford off and they got a first. So 
I think the I first think a good is deal. impressive bit, you know, being able to get back a younger quarterback in Jared Goff, who obviously isn't great, but a younger quarterback and getting a first is pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. Detroit absolutely fleeced the Rams um, in that trade. Uh, so you're well, more yeah. you're more high on Jared Goff than you are on Stafford. I'm. I think Detroit won the trade. Yes. But to be fair, you'd make the deal 100 times out of 100 for the Rams because they've got such a good defense and they've got a very yeah. small window left. They need to win. They need so to win. I get it for both sides, but I do think Detroit's come out on top just because of the first and you've got the upside with Jared Goff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that was the that was the big trade. Those two players getting traded for each other. Obviously, the one left was Carson Wentz. Um, oof, I've never really liked Carson Wentz. Um, I just, I, I just don't, maybe it's because he's an Eagles, he was an Eagles player and they, you know, double doinked us, but never really been on for cast. Did they they double doink you or did you do it yourself? They double doinked us. Uh, Mm -hmm. never really been on for Carson Wentz. Injury prone quarterback was awful last year. I mean, I, my my only point that I had down for it was though, if anyone's going to fix him. It's the Colts. If anybody can pull something out of Carson Wentz, it's the Colts because they they've done stuff with quarterback. They 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 had Philip Rivers at forty. What was he? Thirty eight, forty years old, and got him to the playoffs. I mean, come on. You give him Carson Wentz, and if he's at you know what Tim believes was his MVP year, um, and MVP and MVP ability, uh, then you never know. Then there could be something awesome here for the Colts because I think like in in the similar vein to the Forty ers this is a really good team. This is a really good team that really just needs a quarterback um, mm. after losing Andrew Luck. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, in terms of, uh, do I like it? I don't like it. I've got to be honest. I, just, I think yeah. we picked the worst person to talk about Carson Wentz. Because I think I Ben's the biggest. I, 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 I agree with I'm that. Really ben, ben, I'm, really that's, I'm really trying. I'm really trying. Tim and I are going <laughs> to take it from here. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Look, Olga, I'm a believer that I struggle to fathom that an MVP caliber QB can fall off the face of the earth, earth but in he like did. two years. He did. I know, but I struggle to believe that he's going to be as bad as people assume he is. I don't think what we saw from him in Philly last year is going to be what we see with the Colts. I think clear winner, again, is the Colts, and I don't think it's mm-hmm. close because, again, if Wentz is bad, Colts bench him. They don't have to give up the first rounder anyway, so it's worth the... It's worth a hit for him. And if he's good, you've gotten your quarterback of the future for a first rounder or a third rounder. And again, I think, I believe his cap hit's only 25 million, which mm-hmm. gives the Colts 50 million in cap space for 2021. So if mm-hmm. you've got a good game manager in Carson Wentz, you've got heaps of cap space, you know, obviously the good coaching staff and everything Indy already has, plus no downside because just bench him. Get, keep mm. your first, move on with the future. So mm. I'm hu- Hey, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz for MVP. Let's let's get it going. Let's get oh, it going. Oh my god, I There is zero support for that movement at all. Oh, no, there's a bit of support from Lincoln. Tim. Look, do I think he's gonna be the MVP next year? Uh, look, it's a stretch. But I love this move for the Colts. And the reason why like you you kind of you kind of alluded to it before. If anyone can fix him, it's the Colts. I mean Frank Wright. He was the Eagles uh, offensive coordinator in 2017, where, in my opinion, if Wentz doesn't get injured, he wins MVP. I mean, he threw for 33 touchdowns in 13 games with the number one QBR in the league. Pretty hard to bet against that. I mean, he's shown that he has all pro talent. 
and he can lead the teams. He can lead teams to the playoffs, as he showed lo- the year, the season before last year, where they had a relatively healthy team. Did you not see that run towards the end of twenty nineteen when he led that Eagles exactly. team, who was injury ridden, but still had a decent offensive line to the playoffs? The, and then moving on to the Colts, I mean, the team is incredible. The main thing is he'll be protected by the probably the best offensive line or one of the best offensive lines in the game with Quinton Nelson, who could be arguably one of the greatest offensive linemen we've ever seen, talent-wise and production-wise. And they've also got one of the best, if not the best, defense. Plus weapons, like Jonathan Taylor at running back. you got Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton. Come on. <laughs> What are we doing here, Ben? Open your eyes. Really? Come on. Man, he is a productive wide receiver. If, he is lacking production. If, okay, <laughs> if he fails in the Colts, on, if he fails in the Colts, then what? Well, then, I mean, his career's over. Who cares? Who cares? Exactly. In my exactly. eyes, he's exactly. already failed. Exactly. In my eyes, he has already Yeah, because failed. you're a hater. You're a negative glass half empty hater. Uh, oh, my right? God. The glass is so empty. The glass is, <laughs> the glass is, is clean. It is dry right now. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, should we move on to then someone who has quite a bit of upside? You're right. You know what? Let's move on. We're going to move towards Mitchell Trubisky. Damn, you beat me to it. Did you see it in my eyes? You see it in my eyes just light up? Way too happy just in that moment. (laughs) Uh, No. So we're obviously going to move to our, our eligible bachelor. In the quarterback market at the moment. Mm, mm, mm. And he is fine. He is fine. I'm talking young, tall, handsome, dashing. Dark. Good. Dark. Handsome. Did I say handsome? Because he's handsome. I'm talking. I'm talking 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions last year on a bad team. Bad. On a bad team. Bad. I'm talking 112 QBR on a bad team. On a bad team. <laughs> a better QBR than Patrick Mahomes on a good team. Okay. You need to shut the hell up. Okay. Hey, didn't need that it's last stats. bit. It's stats. Didn't need that last It's bit. facts. And there's the line. There's the line. There's there the line. The line. You, crossed you crossed it. it. No. You crossed no. it. Didn't Look, need you that You didn't last need to do that. You did not need to do that. Deshaun. He's we are talking baby. about Deshaun Watson. The... Man who heading into this offseason has probably never got so many DMs, Twitter mentions, Facebook calls, WhatsApp messages, um, My what else space could you get? MySpace requests, LinkedIn uh, connection requests, <laughs> uh, um, Skype calls. This man is this man is a popular young fella. Um, and there are obviously a lot of teams that we could and could get his services and be his bachelorette per se. But we have picked out three eligible bachelorettes mm. to be Deshaun's, you know, missing piece. Tim, bachelor, bachelorette number one. Tim, mm-hmm. do you want to introduce yourself and uh, maybe try and uh, break it down why you think Deshaun you try- should pick you? Can you Look. not be an inner city 45-year-old mother from the Bronx <laughs> while you tell me who you are? <laughs> Uh, all right all right Deshaun look this is coming from the heart I am I'm a team that has a sunny in a sunny sunny city with a bridge 
with some of the biggest, to some of the biggest stars, both on the defensive side of the ball and also playing basketball at the moment. Now, we went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Deshaun, let me let me speak to you. Jimmy had a QBR of 60.8 and a rating of 102 and led that team to a Super Bowl. Deshaun this year, like Ben said, had a QBR of, I believe, 70.5, which ranked, I believe, third, and also a rating of 112. You put that on our, on our team, guess what? That's a Super Bowl dub, mm-hmm. D-U-B. Weapons like Raheem Mostert at running back, Ben, you, you had a little cringe there. Most of it. Well, yeah, okay. don't worry. I it just. So, mate, you know, you're in a mode. You're in a moment. Just Brendan Ayuk. Devo Samuel. Ayuk, man. Jesus. That's what I said. <laughs> That's a bad, that's a bad one. Jesus. I said Ayuk. Oh my gosh! You keep doing. Just no one keep going. Brendan Ayuk. Ignore it. Oh my god! Just keep going, man. Oh my god! Devo you Samuel. You were doing really well. There you go. George Kittle. It's Debo. It's Debo. Debo. It's Samuel. Oh my god. Jesus. George Kittle. Sorry. A better offensive line and arguably the best offensive and young coach in the league. With a healthy defense, with Nick Bosa on that team, that could rival any defense at the moment. And it did in the ta- in the season where we went to the Super Bowl. Yes, we may not have Richard Sherman, who is a defensive captain and leader, potentially next year. But guess what? We still have a top 10 defense, potentially even top five. Now, why the GM should accept our trade? Mm. Okay, easy. First of all, we offer Jimmy G. Easy. A productive QB that has led a team to the playoffs. All right? (laughs) You must have different definitions of productive. Holy moly. If the one one, thing you're using to drive a QB is the word productive, probably means he's not good. Oh That's god. like he in the threw, NBA when they say he, he puts in a lot of effort. Oh my god. That's he's, pretty much he's, like, he's a nice he's, guy. He's a, he's nice, a, he's a good man. He's a good above, locker room presence. He's he a good locker room above presence. average QB. He is Oof. pretty he is pretty much he's a better he's better than Jared Goff, that's for sure. Oh, he's better than mm. Jared Goff. He has shown that he is better than Jared Goff and actually turns up in big moments. We also offer Fred Moore. Oh, like that like that twenty ten lead he blew in the fourth quarter of the Yeah, quarter. well, guess what? Mahomes, Mahomes is first of all freakish, and also the Sean blew a lead in the um in the divisional round, but we won't we won't mention that. We don't talk about that. Um, Fred Warner, who's arguably the second best linebacker in football. Oh my god! Of bro. course, can replace <laughs> JJ Watt and be the much needed leader, much needed leader on that defense. Because guess what, JJ is a big loss, and we all know that. And a linebacker is a much more productive mm. and better, better position on the defense and two firsts a second and a third look what else can you want we we, will even throw in an offensive line we'll even throw in an offensive lineman so we got jimmy g fred warner an offensive lineman two firsts a second and a third what more do you need ben do you want to are you playing the role of you play. <laughs> you, you play the role of Sean Watson in the. Yeah, I'll be the Sean. I'll be the Sean. Oh. Um, first of all, um, I just want to say thank you very much for approaching me, Bachelorette Number One. You 
sound like a really down to earth kind of gal. Um, I can understand that you've, you've definitely got some good vibes. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that there are vibes over there that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, something I'm worried about is I just, I don't know whether you're going to be able to compete with some of the other bachelorettes. We'll have to wait and see, but I, I appreciate. You don't I appreciate. think. Okay. Okay. A bit argumentative there, bachelorette number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and Megan, do you want to be the front office or? Uh, front office says it's got. I could just if I could just put a phone down. Mine. <laughs> so you, so hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't want a replacement at QB, bro. Jimmy G is not a replacement. That is a at least at least for a season. Because guess what? They're probably not going to get a top pick to get Justin Fields or or interesting. Unless oh, interesting, 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 interesting. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Interesting. Hey, would you, hey, would you rather? Hey, wouldn't you rather Tim, have the phone's Jimmy been put down? Tim, the oh, phone's been put down. You've been hung up on. You've been hung up can on. I go, can I go next on top of that? Oh, yeah, you're up next. Bachelorette number two. Do you want to... Uh, Bachelorette want to number two resides from New York, New York. The oh, greatest yeah. city on earth. Sean Watson <laughs> to the Jets. I'm going to speak to the GM first because business first, pleasure mm-hmm. later. I'll worry about the other stuff after. <laughs> For the GM, you the Jets have the ability to offer you the second round pick mm. and the 23rd pick in the draft. Just that itself... You can do better already than bachelor num- bachelorette number one because that's, that's you're getting that's you're getting true. that QB. Let him no, talk. I'm not done. God, there's a moody bachelorette number one over there. Oh, bachelorette number one, you're gonna revoke. We can offer a deal around the second pick, the twenty third pick, and I also envision a three team deal where what we will send Donald to a team such as the Steelers or the Raiders in exchange for maybe a pick to us and then even a skilled player to you. And we can also offer Quinn and Williams, one of the young, one of the most highly touted prospects, a tackle in the league. All right, along with the second pick, the twenty-third pick, more draft capital, and a skilled player from another team of your choosing. Right, that in itself is a wonderful package. That will mean you can land Justin Fields, the QB that you need. At oh, the second you want pick. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Deshaun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk long-term Jets, the football team. No doubt, Jets will give you the input that you did not get at the Texans because it's the Jets. And in New York, you will be considered the return of Jesus Christ. That is what you will be to Jets fans. You are Deshaun Watson to the Jets. You are here to save the Jets. Legacy-wise, long-term, I'm telling you, a Super Bowl ring for the New York Jets will put you in such an echelons because of what you've done for that city that it means more than anything you could have won with Houston. To bring a Super Bowl to the Jets would be unbelievable. Short term, once you're signed, we'll have $75 million in cap room. And once people hear that Sean Watson is going to the Jets, I'm telling you, people are going to want to come to the Jets and that's going to set them up for the future. And if you want to just talk about the fan base, which is what it's all, all about at the end of the day, everyone will applaud you. Kevin James, more cop himself, came out and said, <laughs> came out pleading that Deshaun Watson comes to New York and crushes it. If more cop Paul, Paul Blart tells you to come to New York, <laughs> you need to come there, right? Just think what Josh Allen is to Buffalo, but on steroids. Try it by mm. putting the population by ten tenfold. I'm telling you, Deshaun Watson to the Jets would be like LeBron going to the Knicks. Okay, very nice. Uh, I'll be Deshaun, I guess, again. Um, 
first of all, thanks again, Bachelorette, Bachelorette number two. I do like New York. I have said before, you know, I'm a big city kind of gal. I mean, a big city kind of guy. Um, I'm a big city kind of guy. Uh, that does sound enticing. Uh, I am worried about, you know, the culture that you obviously have there in New York, because obviously it's not great. But uh, promising, promising. Uh, front office, what do you have to say? Look, it is enticing. The second and the 23rd pick. I mean... If you look at the Houston's, they haven't. Oh, you look at the us. Houston's. We are. We, uh, we uh, yeah, the thing. Houston's. The Texans. We uh, we uh, we haven't had exactly the most stellar record or track record with uh with picks and the draft. Um, and I do like the idea of having another player such as Quinn Williams coming into the team. But we'll see. We'll see what Bachelor Number Three has to to say. So you like it. So you like it. That's where we're at. It's decent. It's decent. It's and another bad. skill player, remember? Another skill player coming in with the Sam Darnold three-team deal that I'm orchestrating over here. Mm, I'm working for you, Deshaun. I'm working for you. I want you. Indeed. So you're, so, so, so you're offering a skill player, Quinn and Williams, and those two first-round picks. Oh, look. I'll chuck in a third. Why not? Let's live a little. I'll chuck in a third. Come on, man. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. So are we, uh, are we ready to party yet, or are we, <laughs> are we still in Boredom City? Oh, Because uh, Bachelorette number three, uh, which is myself, is ready to party. I'm, I hail from a place where we have no state tax, first of all, um, where we are known as a haven for famous athletes to come. I'm talking, I'm talking LeBron James. I'm talking Shaquille O'Neal. I'm talking Dwayne Wade. I'm talking Tyler Hero. In terms of <laughs> in terms of NBA comparisons, those are big <laughs> names. In terms of history, I'm talking Dan Marino. I'm talking one of the greats, a player who never won a Super Bowl in us with us. And so, Sean, if you came to us, can you imagine being the quarterback that won in Miami when Dan Marino couldn't? Regarded as one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and you won one in, in Miami. Come on. What are we talking about? So first of all, Miami Dolphins are obviously the best choice here, right? Party City. We're talking Miami. Miami Vice. Miami, Florida. (laughs) Other words for Miami. (laughs) What can we offer you, Deshaun? Deshaun, we're offering you Florida. We're offering you young playmakers like Jasheki, Devontae Parker, Jakeem Grant, Preston Williams. Possibly... Drafting another wide receiver in the draft or an O-lineman with a late pick at the 23rd pick. Someone perhaps like Jalen Waddle, an explosive wide receiver. We have a young offensive line who obviously weren't great last year, but after a year of development under their belt, I am sure. I am sure, Deshaun. I can can guarantee, Deshaun, they are going to be great. And one of the best defenses in football already, right? This is a team that went 10-6 and last year with Tua Tagovailoa, who was not very good, and Ryan the God Fitzpatrick. Right, and I know Ryan Fitzpatrick obviously really good, but when we have them and they let us to ten and six, I mean, come on. And as well as that, we have two teams in our division who are on the de- decline in the Jets and the Pats. Whereas you know the Jets, obviously, if you went to them, you'd be competing with us, um, which wouldn't look good for you. Um, in terms of the front office, what we're willing to offer is the third pick in the draft, a chance to get still Justin Fields because it's quite high, widely regarded that the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. You then get Tua Tagovailoa, so a quarterback for the future, uh, a legitimate quarterback for the future, uh, instead of having a, a placeholder like Jimmy Garoppolo. Also willing to give up young defensive end Christian Wilkins, 
and a future first. Perhaps I'll throw in a second or a third depending on how, how much you put out, but that's, uh, that's, that's still to come. What do you think of that? You, you like that. You like that. The silence during my talking tells me that I like that you like that. As soon as you said how bad your offensive line was, I'm thinking, I just don't like. It. I look. It's I don't know who. I don't know how we. De- I don't think we can decide this. I think it's more of a general discussion because obviously we've all gone away and <laughs> chosen who we think it should go to. But look, I think Miami makes sense. I think the trade package for Miami is a really good trade package. Personally, if I was Miami, I, w- I just wouldn't give up Tua yet. Like you just don't know with him. Like it's he's coming back from a major injury. Sean Watson. Mm. Like We're that. talking to Sean Watson. I know, but Miami's just so well set up. We're talking Miami, dark. We're Miami's talking too. handsome. Okay, Tua might be a little bit shorter, but he has the same looks, <laughs> right? He can, he's still a good bachelor, right? I just, I don't want to give up on Tua if I was Miami. I think you're so set, well set up with all the picks and stuff with Tua. You're going to get the, what have they got, the sixth pick in the draft? No, no third. They've got third the pick. Texans. The yeah, Texans pick. Yeah. Wouldn't it they be nice to have back your pick? And have to, give up to nice. Sean, have to give up to Sean Watson to get your own pick back. That's going to look good. Deshaun Watson's leaving. Like, that's yeah, going to the Jets. He's going to be the savior in New York. Come on, look, Tim. What do you think? Look, I do agree. I think Miami makes a lot of sense. I think Miami for Deshaun makes more sense than it does to go to the Nets. Uh, not the Nets, sorry, the, the, um, the Jets. Oh, well, yeah, I hope it makes more sense to go to the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, think, I think for Deshaun, I think Miami won marketability. Is higher because Miami, baby. you're playing for the Jets, who is not even the favorite team in, in New, New York. York. Yep. Uh, I think though, as a front, as the front office, you're take, you're getting tour, you're getting tour. There's no way that you keep tour. You have to give up tour in the third at least. Uh, probably, probably another playmaker, preferably on the defense, and you're probably giving up potentially another first and third. Well, see, that's the thing about when they give away their the future first in 2023, they have another first anyway. Mm, which so is, they, it's not as if they're really losing too much. No, like I Miami th- just makes sense. I think I think because to a play the season, it at one stage it kind of helps him, or not helps him, but helps the organization see what they've got with him. Mm. But also almost almost throws a, a spanner in the works because Tua didn't. He was productive, but he didn't play that well. Exactly. Because, it, it, well, first of all, it shows he can do it, but it also shows he can't. Exactly. With, so, with New York, I mean, you're taking a gamble with the second if you're taking Justin Fields or, of course, Zach Wilson, considering they're both rookies. And considering they both played on teams with incredible offensive linemen and health. Mm. So putting him in that situation may just do exactly what happened with Sam Darnold. Or, or, you know, Joe Burrow, even though Joe Burrow was productive, he was in a bad situation and got injured for it. And who knows how he's going to come back after the um, ACL. Um, I think for the front office, I think getting that second pick in the, in the first round from New York is extremely well, good. And I also think, I mean, new, it's New York. So, of course, Deshaun, that's def- a high option for Deshaun. I think because, you know, New York's New York. Who the hell wouldn't want to be in the Big Apple? I think Miami and New York are extremely good contenders. I still think it might be it might be half me wanting to see him on the 49ers, even though it's going to destroy the NFC West. The 49ers just have good personality, man. Because, I mean, look, you, you give him Jimmy G, you give him Jimmy G, and the reason why is because at least you've got a, you've got a quarterback, because most likely or not, 
I mean, you also give him the twelfth for this year. Yeah, but, so a, but a twelfth what, round. What what am I getting there that Miami's not giving better of? Well, yeah. uh, look, I'd, I'd almost yeah, immediately. Look, I get that's, it. That's what I think. I get it, but the thing, the other thing is, you're also getting Fred Warner, who is literally probably the second best linebacker in the game, and he's only 24. So you've okay. you've also got you've also got uh, you got Mitch McGlinney, who offensive tackle really good. Plus, you get two first still. You, I'm, look, all I'm. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is I think all three options are the best. I think in terms of if Deshaun wants to win, the 49ers are obviously the best option. Mm. I think the one who offers the best trade package is probably, I, I would, think New York. I think New York offers the best trade package. But Miami's uh, best at Deshaun. But Miami's got the best. Uh, yeah, players. that's what I would say. I'd say Miami's got the, Miami's definitely the best for Deshaun. I think just balance wise. Mm. With everything, I just think New York can beat them slightly, and they I, could I give them Donald like straight up. I don't know if they positive. would, but I feel like Tim said something positive about all of us so that he can feel like he didn't lose here. Well, that's the thing. I look. <laughs> the Forty Nine ers were know, always the Forty Nine ers were always a long shot. It's, it's we're a all long winners. Road. We're all winners. The other, long the other road, thing is the other thing is the other thing is. You cannot win them all. What you could do... It is what could, to hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We could Unless even go... You are me, hold it on. is impossible. Tim's, Tim's, never, Tim's never won anything on the podcast. Hold on, hold on a second. Insane. Now that we can... Let me, let, me, let me put on my GM hat. Because Mankin brought out a three. Take it back off. Because Mankin... Hold on. Excuse me. Because Mankin did a three-team trade. I'm going to throw in a three-team Oh, my God. With the 49ers, Pats, and the Houston Texans. We all know how much Bill Belichick raves about Jimmy G. Let it so go. What's, what's he going to offer? Go, Tim. You lost. No, Just hold on, it. hold on, hold on. It's fine. I don't, and that's that's wrong because guess what? Guess what? For, for Deshaun, it makes the most sense. For Deshaun, it makes the most sense. What happens is the 49ers offer Jimmy G to the Pats. Mankin, I am willing to put Gilmore. Tim as third if you are willing to put Tim as third. I thought we already had Tim third. Okay, cool. As long as we both agree that he is third. Honestly, this is the day. I am willing to go back and forth in terms of our one and two. This but is stupid. Tim is Tim is third. Look, it was a the nice only reason the only reason why you guys win is because your team suck enough to have that draft capital. That's fine. I'll take that. Well, that's Miami. Fine. Well, Miami. no, not Miami because that's actually the Texans' pick. Miami's pick's actually better. You it idiot. is. But idiot. next year, when the 49ers are healthy, they will be a better team than Miami. Look, I, I, that's, yeah, they will that's, that's, a long term, that's a long-term bet that I'm not willing to make right now. There we go. <laughs> Listen, I don't think we're ever going to come out of this actually having a clear winner. That's well, we have a clear loser. Do things. <laughs> we usually end up with a clear loser. That's usually how these <sighs> things go. <laughs> Never have a winner that we agree on, but we always end up agreeing on things. Always have a loser. Honestly. And that's Tim. The 49ers, it's okay. Look. The 49ers are... Oh, my God. You're still going. Look, like, look they're the best. Bro, give it up. This is the, the best, worst you've been. The, this is, is the, honestly the worst you've been. They're the best option, honestly. <laughs> no. There's they no are. way they're the best they're option. Right. They're the best option for Deshaun. That's 100% correct. You don't care about Deshaun, man. If you cared about Deshaun, you'd let him go to a bigger market like us. Like a bigger market than San Fran. Yes. Home of the GOAT or the second greatest quarterback of all time, a.k.a. Joe Montana. Sick. Home of 
It's the 49ers, man. They've got the biggest. You're also in California. Do you know how much state tax there is in California? Oh, you're in California. Yeah, you actually, you actually don't care about him. His residence. You don't think he's going to keep his residence. You don't think he's going to keep his residence. You don't think he's going to keep his residence in Houston. Bag. You don't think he's going to keep his residence in Houston. You don't think he's going to keep his residency in Houston? Oh, you're, you're not even the biggest city in your state, right? Oh Just let it go, God. man. Let it go, man. Let oh it go. God. You're not even the best. You're not oh the best God. team in your in your like town, what? city, whatever you're talking about. Spit it out. Don't no, know. You were the Nets. No, you're the, you're the Mets. Sorry, you're the Mets. Making you were the Mets. No, you were the Mets. You were the you were the New York version. Sorry, the NFL version of the Mets. There we go. He got there. That's that's how bad you are. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna caption I'm gonna caption this section as not even Deshaun Watson Bachelor. I'm gonna caption it as Tim has a wham. Oh my God. <laughs> I just, I, honestly, uh, you guys don't see the big picture here. <laughs> what about just throwing Oh it my gosh. Oh, no, 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 Hang no. it up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What about this is this is for Deshaun and we're talking Houston. Trades Deshaun to not New York, the New York uh, Jets, but the New York Giants. Sure. For Daniel Jones, Barkley. Already now. Daquan Barkley. An injury prone running back that can barely play five games. It's the Houston Tech. They literally gave up a f- first for. Uh, yeah, so you're, bank, you're banking on the Texans being dumb. That's your part of your trade. You already yeah, know that, that is your literally. That is literally. You already know that your trade is. They, they lost. They trade. lost. They lost. You, you are actively admitting that right now you are making a bad trade. Oh my god! Look, it's not a bad trade. Consider- I think we need to confiscate your GM hat at oh this point. <laughs> You'll get it back when you learn how to behave. You learn how to, how to play with the other GMs nicely. This is so stupid. Go sit on. Go sit by yourself with all the assistant GMs oh, for a little bit. Right? Oh, 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 oh no! <laughs> no. Okay. So early in the week, All Star starters came out, and very unusual for Ben and I to be livid about something in sport. Uh, but we were pretty livid with the Bradley Bill. Let's go. We'll start with the East. So didn't. Name them. We've got Kyrie, Beal, and then Durant, Antetokounmpo, and Embiid, which was expected. Again, we've went through this before, but I'll just get this off my chest. I'm sure Ben's going to do the same. Last year, I was all for Bradley Beal getting into the All-Star game with the exact same stats and a better team record. Last year, that opinion was considered stupid, just dull, just silly. Oh, they didn't win enough games. This year, apparently, he's. I think he's the highest voted member into the all-star game or maybe in the east in the especially in the backcourt and just because exact same stats but the media has decided that bradley bill should be in the all-star game so that's what they pushed and they got it and it makes me sick i'm sure you have similar rants (sighs) it just takes away from the point of even having the damn all-star game if people just complain and then they get in because otherwise you can't put bradley bill can no longer put on his jersey one-time All-Star. Because you know what? He got it by complaining. Because he should have got it last year, but he didn't, and he got it this year instead. Man. Isn't he a three-time All-Star? Is he? I thought he's already been... I swear I he mean, hasn't been an All-Star. It doesn't matter. He's been an All-Star. He's been an All-Star. But yeah, no. It brings it, it does bring to light the, the, the ridiculous criteria that it does take to be 
uh, oh. an, an all-star or, or in what the game is actually judged on. You want to talk about ridiculous criteria? Let's cross over to the West yeah, and okay. let's look at the That's fact that Luka Doncic is in the starting lineup over Damian Lillard. Do you want to know the reason why? Just so we're clear in the voting, Dame got second in media votes, second in player votes, third in fans. Doncic got second in fans and then third for media, third for players. And Doncic gets in. He even admitted, that's the, that's the crazy thing. He actually said, he came out to the media and said, look, I think Dame deserves to be in the All-Star game over me. Come Which on, is man. crazy to think about. The fact that, you know, in the NBA, pretty much personality, but more so, not arrogance, but it's more confidence and, I guess, swagger is pretty much... Name of the game. It is. It's the name of the game. And the fact that he's coming out and saying, look, I don't deserve to be here over him is crazy. But he doesn't. If the fact that the people whose job it is to know what a good basketball player looks like think that Damian Lillard belongs in the All-Star starters, then surely he should be an All-Star starter. I mean, ugh. Yeah, well, this it's- is my thing still with... The media's got such a love affection with Doncic, so he's in the coverage so much more throughout the year mm. than Dame Lillard. But this is why I have a problem with the the weighting of the percentages of like votes and stuff for this stuff because the media's vote is pretty much joined together with the people's vote because guess how everyone gets their very limited inf- like what they look out to vote is from the media. Mm. So it's just it's just so wrong. I think you just got like again you either have to media has to just be better, which is stupid because the media is definitely going to be better. Mm. Or I think the media's vote just needs to be like heavily reduced because it has such effect on the people's vote. It's silly. What did What did you guys think about the fact that Kawhi Leonard got in there? Mm. I, I, I thought he had a quiet. I thought he had a quiet year, quiet media year as well. Yeah, um, but he always I has really, a quiet media. Year. I just thought it was interesting he got in there. I mean, look, I think I think the hype around Kawhi is always going to be there. And I mean, yeah, but he doesn't talk much. You know, his no, brain is that he doesn't talk much. But I think that's the reason why his his. His kind of not personality, but his brand Image. is his quietness. Yeah. Yes, like you look, you look at all the 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 New Balance ads that are around him, all the kind of commercials and stuff. It's all about him being probably one of the most introverted and implicit people on the planet. And it also shows how much you know the All Star Game is literally just a commercial a commercial event. Like all they want to do is bring in money and fan attention, which is fair enough. But I feel like bringing in the best players is how you're going to get there. It's not going to be about who the fans believe should be in the team. And 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 if, like, and, and Dame's going to be in there anyway. Dame's going to be an all-star. It doesn't matter. So what, but my question is then why have this whole all-star starters, all-star bench then? Because, like, Doncic would have got in anyway, right? So shouldn't the five best players be the starters? So the five best players get to be the starters and then fans can have more of a vote for the reserves, right? Because surely being the starter should be the important bit, mm-hmm. not just being... Ugh, but just, even then, even I then, like it's not like it's an all-star starter. It's like it comes out to be yeah, exactly. you're an all-star. No one cares if you're a starter. No one's got to remember. I don't know who the starters were last year. No. I could tell you like who was an all-star probably. I remember Giannis I and LeBron were team captains, but that's about it. Yeah, I think they should do it like so they just pick all the all stars and then the all star draft they do picks the starters as well. I reckon that'd mm-hmm. just be fun. And that way you've got no mm-hmm. stupid arguments about uh, Doncic and Lillard because they're both going to be in there anyway. I, exactly. I kind of like the idea where there's t- almost two selection periods. So the fans can vote, the fans, media, and players can kind of vote for your initial group. So let's say it's 20 players each 
or, or however many players each uh, conference. And then the fans, so the fans have an impact in doing that. So they get those 20 players into that kind of initial criteria and into that initial grouping. And then after that, it's either the players or the media who get then determine who actually plays or gets selected for the All-Star. So that 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 is a way to like make that. it more of a genuine kind of uh, accomplishment. It's almost like the All-NBA, but kind of promoting a larger kind of contingent. Oh, are you saying so the play the the uh, the fans pick like a shortlist and then exactly. from there the players yeah. and the yeah. execs? How about we just don't let the media have any say? How about the fans just pick the shortlist yeah, and then right. the execs pick the like the official and the coaches? Well, me, well, players have bias, and I mean yeah. I know media have bias too, but players have a lot more bias. If you're Jalen Brown, yeah, well you're then weight them down. Tatum as your yeah, well, weight them yeah. down and then go most of it. It should be I reckon execs and coaches because they're the smart people. Yeah. They're the ones. Especially coaches, they coaches, should have way more say. Coaches have bias too. I, I get what you mean. You have to diversify it all. Or, or each coach and exec can't vote for someone in their own teams. You're only allowed to vote for the people outside That's your team. That's nice. Okay, but let's say that you're the Lakers. Same with the players. Want to vote for yeah, let's say that you're the Lakers coach or executive. You're not going to want to vote for anyone on the Clippers. Okay, well, you, then you have to do – So the Western, the Western coaches have to vote for the Eastern Conference. <laughs> And see, no, it just gets into it now. Now, see, now it just gets too complicated. But the thing is, you got I, negative, and you brought up the Clippers thing. I just, I'm just thing. realistic. I'm just That's realistic. Thing. I got my GM cap on. I'm thinking like a real Vogel. GM. Vogel would vote Kawhi. I'm sorry, no, he, he just would. Vogel would. would. Who cares? Kawhi. He's not going to come out. It's anonymous. It won't come out. Mm. It has the other, to come out. The other thing is, the other thing is, with with the fans selecting a shortlist, it kind of limits. Like, oh, but it's even harder then. It ain't working, man. All star sucks. Let's all star just, does let's... suck. To be fair, it, it's all about the All NBA, and that's when the that's when Actual, the that's media, yeah, they matter. Who has been you know selected specifically because of their knowledge and I guess tenure in the NBA get mm. to choose who wins or who's going into the uh, All NBA teams. Yeah. So really, all and it, you know, all star the All Star game should be a spectacle because. You know, it's not not necessarily it's it's an accomplishment, but no one's going to look back at someone's career and say, "Oh, sweet, he had three All Stars. He should be in the Hall of Fame." Compared to if someone had, mm, yeah. you know, mm, he should. Yeah, imagine that, Megan. Imagine thinking that All Stars mattered, idiot. I mean, it demonstrates something. I, <laughs> I think it demonstrates something. I don't think. Well, but, but at the same time, like you know, remember that year where Dirk and Dwayne Wade got selected to, as the All Star kind of. Yeah, they, they like, were like, yeah, but they were like, that's bit different because like they're, they're both already hall of famers when i'm looking when i'm looking at who when i'm looking at all-time records i'm not thinking oh who's got the, who's played the most all-star games i look at all nba teams if I'm yeah, thinking. All, oh, yeah. 100%. oh yeah okay yeah all-stars matter doesn't mean they i'm don't just remembering matter. these things i'm just remembering these things for when an argument gets brought up i'm just i'm just stockpiling them save save file save as put it in the folder labeled arguing with Mankin about things you need good enough knees to at least get up on the stage at the Hall of Fame oh. thing. To be <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a Nick now. I'm happy with Derek Rose. He's one of my. He's my boy. <laughs> Six man of the year. Get him. Jeez, I tell you what, it wasn't like this. It wasn't like this in the '90s, was it, boys? The All Star Game meant something. Gosh, back, back in the golden years. Back in the golden days. '90s. Well, Mankin, funnily you say that, because this leads us to our next segment. Megan, you raised this question, and does it have some weight to it? Potentially, is nineties yeah. basketball back? Well, Megan, look, start off, start I, won't, uh, I will not go uh, that far. 
this is more for Ben because as we know, Ben's a bit negative. He's a bit old. Oh my God. Struggles to have much perception. The blinders are on with Ben. He just sees the world like this. I just want to open him up for you, Ben. Just have a think about it, all right? Look, we'll start off with, obviously we're in this three-point boom because of Steph Curry. If you look at what the Warriors did in 2015-16, they led the league in three-point attempts. And then now, they led the league with 32 attempts. That would rank them 25th this year compared to just four years ago. So the three-point boom, just because of Steph Curry, has completely changed the league. And we're seeing, we're talking about during the week, there's people like Kristaps Porzingis, who's seven foot three, who Mm. never gets in the post. He's shooting 35 footers outside. And it's just horrible to watch. And I just think what we're seeing is the NBA has always been a copycat league. And I'm just saying, if we can get a player like Embiid, who can lead a team to the finals or even the title with, you know, the amount of post-touches he has. He leads the league, I think, with 10.5 post-touches a game. If someone like him can win the title, lead a team to a title doing that, I just think we'll see, I think people will open their minds. Some of the worst teams who always copy the good teams will go, okay, maybe we can still play a lot of offensive basketball through the post. And I think, look at players like Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is someone that, a lot of face-up basketball, which is silly considering he can dominate everyone on the inside when he does. And I just like to see that more. And I think, I think if MB can do it, I think it's other players like Giannis. Every time Giannis is in the post, it's if you're if you're off if you're on the other side of the team and watching it, you're scared. You don't like mm-hmm. it when Giannis goes back to the basket because it's <clears throat> a complete mismatch. Mm-hmm. Same with Embiid, but again, no one's going to do it unless they see it work because that's how the NBA works. You look at. A lot of teams were built around centers 40 years ago. Why? Because that's what worked. When you look at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Will Chamberlain, it was always about big centers dominating on the inside. That's what you build a team around. And then it was Jordan. Then it was score, you know, score heavy uh, scorers. And you got Kobe AI after Jordan. And then you had, you know, the three point revolution. I'm just thinking, can we see a world where MB wins the title? Ben, can we get, can some teams be built more around post centric offense? If they see it work, with a deep run in the playoffs. Okay. First of all, first of all, I think you look at a team like the Lakers last year who had Anthony Davis. Um, that was, you could consider some of that post-centric. Um, yes, not what I'm talking about. I'm talking. But you're talking about him. You're talking about the center being the leader of the team. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Inside. The last time, the last time that that, that was the case. Could you even say that it was the 2000 Lakers? Well, Dirk, Dirk was the last time, but he was, he no, wasn't. He wasn't. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking, I think the last time would have been Shaq. Prime Shaq. Mm. But he had Kobe. Yeah. You, and Kobe was averaging over 30 as well. Mm. Yeah, I think Shaq in the 2000 finals averaged what? 35 and 16, just completely bullying everyone. So the last MVP person to do it was Shaq being the post-centric. The last time it was done was Shaq. And, it had yeah. to, and he had to have Kobe mm. or had to have Dwayne Wade. And in that case, Dwayne Wade was the leader. Mm. I mean, you can't count the Spurs because that's not post-centric. That is beautiful basketball. That's, that's not post-centric basketball. That is the game Naismith wanted, wanted to be played. Yeah. Uh, it's not the Cavs. It's not the Warriors. Mm. I know it hasn't and been I mean, done, but the three-point shot hadn't been done until Steph Curry. You're also, you're also talking about generational talent wasn't able to do it, but you think Joel Embiid is the Joel... I'm talking about... And the, the, person I'm talking about is, is, and the person I'm talking about is Dwight Howard. 
Uh, no, Joel Embiid's footwork, everything he does, mm, he's got such a better offensive arsenal than Dwight Howard. Dwight mm. Howard was the brute. Joel Embiid's got some Hakeem to him. Come which, on, man. Which almost leads us to think, is it is it truly 90s basketball or is it truly, you know, that kind of basketball that they played back then where, where it was kind of going through the center when it was about being a, you know, being a brute in the paint? Yeah. Which you know, so maybe maybe in, compare to Hakeem Olajuwon. So maybe it's not it's not about you know transitioning back into nineties basketball. Maybe what we're seeing is a revolution into a new game where big yes. men are continually, I guess, upskilling. You look at Jokic, who is one of the best passers. It's not Popovich. No, but it's not. No, but we're looking at a new era of uh, of centers and big men who have to be able to pass more. No, I'm saying like. No, Mankin is saying that we're going to a post-centric, we're going to a post-centric which, era. No, I'm not. I'm saying <coughs> that's not happening. I am saying that teams are going to be teams are going to be way more. Teams are always open to whatever's winning, and I'm saying if MB the way they're going, they could easily win the East. If they're seeing the amount of post touches that they're going to be playing through with MB working, then maybe we won't see as many crappy three pointers anymore because everyone's like, hang on, there's easy bastards on the inside. If we have a mismatch physically. And I'm telling you, I'm just we just need. To, I just think maybe the three point error's peaked. Uh, we got from now on, we're going to see. This is the maximum amount of three point attempts we will see. My point is, my, back down. Uh, my only issue with oh, let's throw it back into the paint is that so many mediocre and bad centers have been played out of the game because of their inability to guard on the perimeter. So what that does is it then brings back those mediocre and bad centers because they're able to defend inside. Mm. A player that you highly criticize, Rudy Gobert. Mm. Rudy Gobert is stopping Joel Embiid, or at least ne- slowing him. Yeah, but I don't think very, we can argue that. Like, yeah, but he's like a top. He's like the top tier defenders. Like not everyone's gonna have a Rudy Gobert. Yeah, and Joel Embiid's torching every- everyone. Like I it's think, not like yeah. With but Joel- it just it means that the, the mediocre centers have a job again. Because what this three point revolution did is it meant that unless you're a really good center like AD or like Joel Embiid or like Jokic, who like you said, Tim has upskilled, unless you're one of those three. Like, mm. you're useless. It just means that mediocre centers get to make a comeback. Mm. I agree. I think I think if you're looking at it, if you're looking at what you're trying to, I guess, perceive as the new era, Mankin, I think what you need is that... Inc- <laughs> what you're perceiving in your little tiny, little tiny dumb brain. You're doing this. You're little doing this. Tiny dumb, I'm, I'm little tiny dumb boy little, little tiny dumb boy brain. I'm the not seeing... I'm not looking Man. five years behind me. I'm looking five years forward. I'm seeing the future. Oh but God. what you need with looking five years forward is someone like Embiid and Jokic yeah, and Giannis and, and even Simmons, who not even Simmons. Simmons. Did you just call Simmons the future of the NBA basketball? Oh my God. But I'm saying, I'm saying there is those... no limit you will go to support someone from Australia, <laughs> no, is hold there? On, hold on. Hold Zero on. limit. Saying, you know he's I'm, from I'm, Melbourne? I'm... You know he's from Melbourne? <laughs> and what I'm saying is that Simmons offers that kind of same. Same mentality of playing in the paint, getting your back to the basket, being aggressive, getting into the you know, getting high quality, high high percentage shots, which doesn't work unless, like you said, you can guard the perimeter or guard multiple positions. Also, you do you need to be able to you know get the ball to to your shooters because getting double teamed in the paint, leaving someone open, you're going to need to build a team around it. As of course. Um, you know, any team would if they want to compete with the championship. But I think also the main thing is, Manx, is that the player that you need to make this 
I guess, raise this thing successful or this this play style of play successful. He has to be an incredible talent. With with um you know with the three point era, you look at some of the shooters. JJ Redick, you wouldn't say he's an all time tr- talent, but he is perfect for today's NBA because he's a spot up shooter. Threes are worth more than twos, and that's the other oh. thing. And also <laughs> in the playoffs, I hate, to, I hate to break out the math. I hate to break out the math, mate. But in the so playoffs, are worth more than twos. Like, threes are worth. Threes are worth. Don't not, you want not, to see not worth much more? Those? They're not worth a lot more, but they're worth more. They're worth more than twos. Yeah. Look, you're going to see players on the post more. That's all I'm saying. You're going to see a lot more post play if Embiid can make it to the finals. That's the ge- that's the gist of my argument. All right. Less shitty guards in the league, more mediocre centers. Fine. <laughs> if that's the case, that's where we're going. <laughs> but give me make if I have to see Jalen Brunson being considered a good NBA player, that oh, means someone's hey, a good NBA hey, player. Hey, right, hey, I'm hey, sorry, hey, he's hey, a good NBA hey. player, man. He's got he's not, got potential. Not, not five he's, years, he's, he's only twenty four. He's only 24. He's got room to grow, man. Tyler Hero only has a only has a job because of the three point era. Duncan Robinson. Duncan Jimmy, Robinson shouldn't. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. He has a job because he can shoot the tray. Yeah, you you want to get rid of those staples? Yeah, I want to get rid NBA of the community? idea that Trey Young's a good NBA player. I want to get rid of those types of people from my life. Oh my god! I don't think we can all agree on that. To be fair, he can't shoot the three, so it's okay. Still has more points per game than Ben Simmons and assists per game than Ben Simmons. Yeah, but he can't stop anything, so it doesn't matter. <sighs> Look, golly. Let's move on to someone else that's overrated. That's come across my desk this coming mm. week. Mm. I, I, I had the pleasure of watching not one, not two, but three full Pelicans games this last why? week or so. Why? I'll tell you why, Ben. Two things came out of it. One, Zion Williamson may actually be starting to figure it out. I think mm. he's just starting to work out. I'm actually way stronger than everyone, yeah. and I can do literally whatever I want. And I just, I just, I'm starting to see. I think I can see Zion starting to see what he can be in this league. I think his last nine games, he's like twenty nine. It's twenty nine, eight, and five, which Hello. is at sixty seven percent field goal. I don't know how I remember that, but that is true. And what that led to me to realize is Brandon Ingram. He's all he is. He's just not ever going to be a key player on a championship wing team. Interesting, and that is what I—that was my biggest takeaway. So it led me to think: um, Do the Pelicans do the right thing and trade him way too early instead of being the team that gets caught trading him way too late? Mm. Which I always think you see a lot in the NBA. It's always too late, and they always don't get enough for him. But if you trade him now, I just think I think you can get something for him. So fight up the trade machine. Yes, no, and no, did I believe you did as well, Ben? Of for course. Yeah, whenever I get an inkling to go near the trade machine, yeah. I just go all in. It's it's just yeah, one hundred percent. I got three teams that I thought made sense, and mm-hmm. I'll, we'll go one for one. I started off with the Cleveland Cavaliers for Brandon Ingram. Mm. For Brandon Ingram, a team that will never sign a free agent because it's Cleveland, so they're going to have to trade for some young talent. And I wasn't sure. I think. The Cavs don't have the young players. Wise, you're not going to get rid of Sex. You're not going to get rid of Garland. So you're oh, really looking land, at, yeah. yeah, you're not getting rid of Sex Land. So you'd be having to look at getting some veterans to help with Zion, and then just picks. If you can get three or four first for Brandon Ingram, plus Ooh. a couple of vets to help fill out that team, I think you can get. Pick. I think you can get three first for Brandon Ingram. He's twenty twenty-seven. He's twenty-seven five and five, and he's twenty-four years old. Hmm. And you got him for five years in Cleveland. So I think if you're getting three first and a couple of good vets to help with Zion, 
Like, if I was the Pelicans, I'd be thinking... That's that is a small three. three. Sex land with Brendan Ingram. That is just... Sex land. In sex land. That's, sex what, the, land. that's what it is. In sex land. <laughs> it's in sex land. That's what, the, that's what the new nickname is. That's not bad. Mm. I liked it. That was a um, That'd be quite a fun team in. Uh, I was just thinking about it. that'd be quite a fun team in two K, because you got Sexland, you got Garland, you got. You can maybe get one house of highlight highlight out of it every month. You got Jared Allen, who'd just be there, just <laughs> chilling. It'd be a nice young call. Nice young call. Yeah, you have that's those okay. two, Ingram and Jared Allen, as four of your starting five. That's uh, that's, that's decent. Kevin Love that's in you. his contract. Kevin Love in there with his, with his good injury health. That's not bad. Um. I had I had a, I went a different direction. I also included someone else who's obviously on the trade block at the moment. Um, is Kyle Lowry? Ooh. And I actually had nice. Ingram Ingram to the Raptors, Lowry yeah. back to the Pelicans, and then Raptors give up two firsts. Yep, I like that. So okay. That's that's the trade. Does do and the cap works. Oh, so, so Ingram the Pelicans and Siakam. So Ingram, Siakam, and then you have Freddie and Norman Powell. Norman Powell obviously really good and coming into his own at the moment. Freddie, we know Freddie. Um, you get rid of Kyle Lowry, who's obviously aging and would be good for the Pelicans. He had a little bit of veteran status. Get two first-rounders. Obviously, the Raptors still have the issue at center with Aaron Baines being their yeah. starting center. But, you know, is what it is. Pel- Pelicans get veteran status and some picks. That's what I had. And are you not, I guess, a little bit concerned that then they have Eric Bledsoe and, of course, Lonzo Ball? They don't have Eric Bledsoe anymore, do they? Yeah, yeah they do. It needs to go anyway. Would you would you put him in the would you? Well, Lonzo's Lonzo's going anyway. That's the thing. At the end of the year, Lonzo's going. I don't care about that. I'd rather have. I imagine and and the defensive hustle that you get with Eric Bledsoe and Kyle Lowry in in that front court. That's a thick backcourt. Sorry, backcourt. That's oh yeah, that's not bad. Imagine now you got Zion. It's Zion and Kyle Lowry on the same team. Let's make it happen. Jesus, the ground is shaking. Oh my god! In Smoothie Tough King day. Arena, Tough the, the ground is shaking. Tough day. Oh my goodness! Golly, no like, shooting. I like that one. No shooting though. There is literally. Well, no... we can shoot. I can shoot. Let's just thirty-eight percent from three this year. Golly, get your get your advanced get stats you. up. Look, right? look, look, I, uh, <laughs> and have you seen how inefficient they've been this year? Their offense is like top five. Yeah, because of Zion and Brandon Ingram. Oh, actually, jo- um, Josh Hart's been kind of balling the last couple of games. I thought it was a good trade. I like that one. That's why Brandon Ingram yeah. trade. My other one I had was the Denver Nuggets. Interesting. This is a team that needs a third option, which yes. actually, if I think about it, Brandon Ingram is a third option. If you're ever yes. going to get the best out of him, just be, let's be realistic here. That's what he's going to be if he's going to yeah. ever reach his potential. Um, so I had Ingram from Michael Porter Jr., Gary Harris, mm. and two firsts. I like that. That's because nice. the Denver wow. suddenly turned that team and made the, the Western Finals. You got the pick and roll of uh, Jamal Murray and Jokic. Guess who's mm. on the other side of the court? Biah, ready for the mid-range jumper mm. against the third best defender. So that solves a lot of problems for them. And if you're, if you're the Pelicans, you're getting a couple more firsts. Gary Harris is a serviceable shooting guard in the league. And then you've got the unknown potential of Michael Porter Jr. who can grow with Zion, both being damn young. Mm, so I think I it's like worth it. And again, you're getting something for Ingram, which I just think you wait two or three years, you're not going to get this for Ingram. But if you do it now, I think mm. you can get that for him. So I'd li- I kind of like the Nuggets one. I think it works. I like it for both teams. 
just oh man if, if, if there was a world where they could just not give up michael porter jr that team is just stacked but yeah. you cannot give away that much value you can't give away a player like brandon england without getting that much value back um, i think I th- sorry just quickly i think it works on another sense that their their kind of i guess timeline is not slowly creeping up on them but the, you know you look at Jokic and you look at murray how long can they keep that kind of crux in Denver without having to give up big money to sign someone else. So I like mm-hmm. that as well. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, I had a trade and go. oof, oof. Uh, I had some, tra- I had some big trades. Um, the first of which included the nuggets, right? And instead of being for Brandon Ingram, I had Bradley Beal. Now. Interesting. And I'm going to send it to you so that I so that I don't explain it incorrectly. But and, and there will be more picks involved towards Washington, obviously, because um, Washington are obviously giving up an incredible player in Bradley Beal. Um, so it's a three-team trade. Love a three-team trade. I absolutely I know. froth it, a three-team it, trade. So there's more picks being sent to the Washington Wizards as we speak. However, the crux of it is the Cavs send Andre Drummond to the Wizards. They get Jermichael Green and Gary Harris from the from the Nuggets. The Nuggets then get Bradley Beal. Then they send seconds and firsts the Wizards' way. Just everything. Yeah. The, the send the house. Send the house. God and damn, in that situation, they do not give up Michael Porter Jr. Jesus. I think I think someone's gonna weasel Michael Porter Jr. out of the Nuggets. I think if you can throw more firsts, I'm willing to because those firsts are the thirtieth pick every time. Do you reckon the Wizards go, we don't want this many first, we want Michael Porter Jr.? Would you do I'd still do it. I'd still do it. Uh, how many firsts am I throwing though? Two. Probably one. Three. Two. I still you'd still have to give up two, I think at least. I think two. I think two. Maybe two, two and then two, maybe one unprotected, two unprotected. Sorry, two protected. And one unprotected. And you're done. And then you're done. And then the Nuggets have the final piece. Final My piece of the puzzle. Only thing. That's that's it, that's it. Bad defensive team, but goddamn, that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Cavs get rid of Andre Drummond, who they don't even yeah. want. They get Gary Harris, who's a young player. Um, they can another guard, another guard for Sexland. Um, uh, a, a mediocre player in J. Michael Green. Uh, again, these are, but these are players that are locked up for a little bit longer, so they don't have to worry about um, them leaving and can see what they have with them, possibly get them some trade value before they trade them maybe next year or in the mm-hmm. offseason. The only thing I have is the Cavs potentially may not. I mean, to be fair, they're getting rid of Andre Drummond. Getting rid of Andre Drummond, who they don't even want. Yeah, I reckon. They have, I reckon Cavs, Cavs, Cavs will take whatever comes their way. Cavs will take because you know, as we know, Cavs are currently sitting Andre Drummond. So yeah, that is like, true. He's 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 only losing value every day. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I like that. Um, and and you know, because we are, and I hate to go, I hate to take over, but I got another one for Andre Drummond because we're on the top. Oh, I love it. Nice. And and again, I have this is the one that I've heard about. And I have three teams. Uh, I, um, we did talk about this. I think we've talked about this previously. Uh, yeah. Is this the one going to the Mavs? Yes, but I had a third team in there because this third team needs it too, right? So I have the Cavs, the Mavs, and the Nets. Ooh. Because the Nets need a center, and they need JaVale McGee. Because JaVale <laughs> McGee is a defensive presence that they need. The Mavs get Andre Drummond, who is a defensive presence that they need. They give up James Johnson, who is not good. Josh Richardson, who's not good. 
The Nets give up Tyler Johnson, who is nothing anyway, Timothy Luawu-Cabarro for a young player that the Cavs will want, and then a bunch of seconds thrown at the Cavs. I can so see this being done. I can see this being done, and the Cavs come away rather handsomely. I mean, a couple seconds. Timothy Luawu-Cabarro is not bad. Josh Richardson is a trade piece. Yeah. It's, it's, It's tantalizing. And the Nets, JaVale McGee, because I need. I think the Nets needed. I, I did it because the Nets needed JaVale McGee. That's yeah. what I had it for. That's they fair. do need JaVale McGee. I like it. Nice. God, trade machine skills. Trade machine was good to me. Trade machine was good to me this week. I tell you what. Oh, wow, I like that one. I like. I'm still. I still think my favorites. I kind of like the Bradley Beal one. So then mm. with to, the, the Nuggets. So he's yeah. Because like in that. that situation, he actually becomes number two and Jamal Murray becomes number three. And I think we can all Which, agree Jamal, yeah, Jamal Murray, Murray deserves be. to be number three. Yes. Yeah. He should be a three. He should be the guy that can get hot. At least, at least, yeah, exactly. At least with Beal and um, at least with Beal and Jokic, you've got consistency. Mm. Whereas, you know, although his stats say that uh, Jamal Murray is a 20-point game score, uh, you know, 20 points per game scorer. Yeah, yeah right. He's a 30 or 10. <laughs> Points per exactly. game score. Exactly. Yeah. No, I like that. Is that is that the trade machine completed? That's me done. I had some PJ Tucker ones, but I don't even like them because mm. uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody wants PJ Tucker right now. Now, this is kind of, I guess, you know, not hitting home, but this is close to home. I saw a report today that the Mavericks are actually not necessarily shipping, but they're they're teasing a potential Porzingis trade. I saw this come across my desk today and I thought to myself, imagine the Knicks actually winning a trade. Oh, I think no. we've done it. I think the Knicks have won a trade because Porzingis' knee is really worse than I think people realise. Mm. I think his injuries are bad. But you also have Derek Rose as a, as, a, as a piece that you got because you traded. Well, Ben, don't throw your boy under the bus. I'm just saying, if we're talking knees... Yeah, but he plays like 12 First team all, not, first team I'm not bad asking. knees... I'm not First asking Derek Rose. MVP is Derek Rose. I'm not asking Derek Rose to be the second best player on a championship contender. I'm That's asking fair. him to be the seventh man scoring 15 points in 12 minutes, which he's perfect for. His knees are good for 15 minutes a night. Porzingis, though, oh, who would? I don't. I don't think he's trying. I think you'll be surprised how bad his trade value would be. We'll have to. We might have to put that one in the back pocket. We'll have, to, have a look at that one. Yeah. Come back it's, to that one. Who the hell is going to trade for Porzingis? It is man. I mean, look. Wow. I I have in my tenure as a Mavericks fan, so in three weeks, have mm. grown to really not like his game. Yeah, I can't stand it. Just because the fact that he's seven foot, even seven foot one, and he's shooting 13 threes uh, in, in a game, in a single game. I think, yeah, he, I think it's because his body can't hold up. I don't think his body can hold up playing on the inside. I think that's why he shoots threes, because he's too fragile to play on the inside anymore. So potentially getting Drummond may actually help us out more than we know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So, you're sitting ninth. You're sitting ninth now, and I feel like you're going to be a seven eight seed the way you're playing at the moment. Yeah. It. I mean, look, we. I mean, Tim Hardaway's nice. He's great. He's great off the bench. You know, every every once in a while. Jeez. But we have we have a serious lack of depth that Luca is covering up for at the moment. I honestly didn't. I don't think that in that coming into this year that the one person whose team is actually impressing them would be Mankin and then Do you know do you know I have the highest ranked team out of everyone here? That's insane. That is actually insane. Who's I don't know. We're one win away from being a six seed. We're not even in the playoffs with a win. We've got a really easy few games coming up. 
I think we've got the Timberwolves. Oh, golly. It's all stuff. I hate it here, man. I hate it here. Um, What are you? You're you're 15 and 16. Yeah, baby. I I think we'll end up a 16. Oh, my God. Damn it. You guys are the same. If we're a five five seed, we win the first round of the playoffs because we will beat the Pacers. Jeez, how about the Celtics? Oh, my God. If we're a five seed, we're in the second round. It's going to happen. Oh, my God. I'm crying. <laughs> we need fans back. I need to see the Garden and the playoff series. That is a dream. God, imagine Spike. Imagine how sp- happy Spike oh, is. Wow. So damn happy. And Deshaun Watson sitting front row in his jersey. Oh. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh, right. Hey, you're an eight. You're an eight seed, Ben. Though, just you're in there. Yeah, geez. Who would have thought before the year started the Mavericks out of all the three teams will be the lowest ranked in terms of not me competing? I knew. Ah, it's disappointing. And do you know what else is disappointing? Unfortunately, having to end the podcast. <laughs> oh God! So thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, make sure you like us on Facebook at the Get Around It Podcast and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Get Around It Pod. Uh, thanks guys and bye